ladies and gentlemen. It's another Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon here, coming at you live from Cornelius, North Carolina, the Cornelius Studio, WSIC. Justin Dion, your host here for Know the Scene. Uh, welcome back. Uh, welcome to week two. Week number two, show number two ever of Know the Scene. Uh, hope everybody's doing well today. Enjoying a wonderful day. Oh, we're switching my microphone. All right, that microphone is not working. Is this one working better, Bill? Bill, the man with the plan. Oh, there I am. All right, now I'm live in it. I knew something wasn't correct. It happened last week at one point, I think, too. All right, sorry. Welcome, everybody, back um, to Know the Scene. Tuesday afternoons here with me, Justin Dion, um, encouraging you all to know the scene of the Lake Norman region and the community surrounding it. Uh, what do we mean by scene? We mean, what do you like to do here? What, do, what can you watch? What can you listen to? Um, what can you experience together around your community? What can you eat? What can you drink? All those things that make a, a scene, man. Gotta make that scene hip. So, uh, so sorry, sometimes I wanna like get in here with my radio voice. <laughs> I do that old disc jockey thing. Um, sorry. All right. So Justin here. I have a special guest again today. All my guests are special, but Steve, you're even more special because you're the second guest Ooh, ever. This isn't going to be the sophomore listen, slump. I hope. No. Yeah, okay. Oh no. When absolutely no. Uh. Uh-uh, not not the way we were even talking ahead of time because I know we're just going to end up getting in trouble and talking talking our way around all kinds of things today. Um, so I'm really honored, actually, to have Steve on because tell me if I'm wrong, uh, Steve, but this would be your first like media type appearance now as the newly appointed executive director of Davidson Community Players. That that is correct. Yeah, this is this is the uh, the maiden voyage of me- media appearances for sure. <laughs> All right, so we get the firsties. Yeah. Ding ding ding. If we had the if we had the sound effects right now, we would have. A sound effect, um, like almost like the ding, ding, ding from yeah, Punch Out. Yeah, confetti coming down. Yes, like ding, 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 ding. Yes. So welcome, Steve. Um, Thanks, man. Everyone, hope everyone's excited. Uh, if everyone here is familiar, uh, if you're listening around the area with Davidson Community Players, wonderful, beloved uh, community, um, cultural, theatrical, community theater organization. Over 50 years old, right? Yeah, we've been around since 1965. Wow. It goes back. Wow. It goes back. Yeah, as part of my uh, getting used to my new job, I feel feel obligated to go into the archives and really... uh, (laughs) I I got a production history that was several pages long of all the shows that have been done, um, you know, and it's it's really kind of a fixture of the town of Davidson, the Davidson College area, so... Uh, big shoes to fill, but I'm excited to be there. Yeah, awesome. Well, 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 I think we're all, I speak for all of us in the community when we're really excited to have you as part of it. Um, of course, we have to, you know, say here, thank you so much, even though he's not here, obviously, but thank you to, to Matt Merrill, outgoing executive director, spent, I want to say, over 10 years yeah, yeah. with the company. I'm doing a lot for the organization, right. you know, growing the organization, producing with the organization, leading that organization on his way out. Um, yeah. So he departed, but we're super excited that you're here as well now. Yeah. Um, and everything else. So, so we'd like to start today out really, uh, Steve, with just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a boomerang situation in the Charlotte area. So I grew up in South Charlotte. All right. Um, you know, did the whole falling in love with theater thing as soon as I realized I wasn't going to be tall enough to be a basketball player. 
you know, and yeah, I, had yeah. to, I had to, I had to, you know, reconcile with the fact that uh, I was going into the arts instead. Um, so yeah, I, I went to school in South Charlotte. I ended up going to college at Davidson. So, okay. so my ties to that town, you know, go back to my undergrad period. Davidson uh, community players keeping it in the family? Keeping it in the family. That's right. And, um, uh, after I graduated college, though, I moved up to New York. Uh, I was there for 11 years and did all kinds of theater. I was State or city? Uh, I'm going to say city. All yes, right. Yes. I married someone from New York state. Uh, oh. but, but I lived in New York City. I got to be careful about, you know. What part of New York City? Uh, oh, I lived in three of the five boroughs. So, okay. you know, the it, it, listeners following along, checking off, you know, <laughs> all the boxes. I, I started in Manhattan. I moved to Brooklyn, moved to Queens, moved back to Brooklyn, and then came came back here. So That's Staten Island unusual. and the Bronx are the, are the two that I'm missing the two so that far. you missed. Okay. Was there a certain yeah. part of... Out of those boroughs, yeah, was there one that you enjoyed, like more? All right, how about this? Rank the three. Okay. Ooh, this is tough. I I think I'm gonna go with uh, Queens. Queen. I mean, Queens is huge. It's like saying just a city. I so I was in Astoria, Queens. Ast- okay, yeah, Astoria. So nice, that, nice area. Uh, historically Greek neighborhood, but very, very international. Some of the best food, yeah. like in the world. Um, that's where I met Katie, my wife. Uh, we were doing an outdoor play together in Queens. Oh, that's cool. So there's this, like, sentimentality. It was the best apartment I lived in. Um, always. It's, oh, it's the best, like, the best apartments were always in Queens. Yeah, like, and there was, like, a real community pride to be yes. in Queens, too, which, like, you know, if you want to talk about... I lived in about, Woodside. Yeah, Woodside. Just for a little bit, just, yes. just, just, just down the road, yeah. Um, but, like, people really cared about their neighborhood yes. in a way where, you know, I love the areas in Brooklyn where I was in Manhattan, but you got the sense that, you know, not caring was just like street to street. (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. People cared about their little, their little, whatever block. Yeah. They're stupid. But here it was, you know, like the whole, the whole neighborhood was just in it together. That's awesome. uh, Yeah. And, and I think Greek food is probably my favorite. If I, you know, uh, hoping that Charlotte gets some better Greek food. I love, um, if we're, if we're going already into big recommendations, Hellenic and South, uh, South Boulevard is a brand new Greek restaurant in the oh. last year. And I was like, thank goodness there's some place here that's like have, real Greek food. Have you done you the know? Greek festival? Oh, yeah. In Uptown, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We used to do, um, when I was in school, we did the race there. I think they have a 5K. Oh, I know, didn't know that. Uh, and then you'd finish and get like baklava and gyros and all that stuff afterwards. Nice. But yeah, on East Boulevard, it's awesome. We went there, my family and I went there for the first time last year. I had heard about it. I don't know why it took me so long to get yeah. down there. But we were amazed. Like it was so huge. Yeah. It was huge. It was a really cool that like wonderful yeah. food, you know, real immersion into the that yeah. culture, the Greek culture. So yeah, yeah, know yeah. that. Know that part of the scene. I know. Greek festival. See, we already we already recommended something that I like we weren't it. planning on uh, five minutes ago. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Uh yeah, so I was in I was in New York for eleven years. I uh, theatrically, I was kind of at every level from off, off, off Broadway to off Broadway to Broadway. I worked on performing, directing, uh, mostly in the directing and producing world. So okay. on Broadway, I was um, an assistant director on uh, the revival of Evita with Ricky Martin in 2011. Whoa, that was very cool. 
and then I was a resident that, director okay. on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in 2017, uh, which ran for about a year. That's so cool. That was cool. That was like my my foray into like very commercial theater and really thinking sure. about like what sells, what's a crowd pleaser. Right. That's a sensibility I think is very important when you're when you're running an organization. Right. And this. In this climate, you know, where arts organizations are having a hard time all over the place, you really got to think about. All right, all right. Yeah, he, he did it. Oh, oh, already, took already there. went down. Uh, went well, we got to be careful. Hole. We, yeah, we'll start the rabbit hole, and then we may have to come back <laughs> okay. because then we have to save it for later too, we'll depending stay on our time. Yeah. So, so, so one of the things that you know, so you're talking about commercial, like commercial theater, yeah. right? Which for those who aren't listening, or those who are aren't, for, for those who for are those who aren't listening, hello, you made, all. <laughs> who maybe aren't into into theaters much? But help help me define these two terms before the break, and then we'll come back and talk more about this. So, uh, commercial versus like non-commercial theater. What would you call that? Yeah, well, if you think about Broadway as the sort of ultimate commercial theater, it's about you know the show runs by making money. You gotta you gotta make money um, in order to cover your weekly operating expenses you know at some point if you're if you're a wicked or a lion king you have investors who you know get to uh have a return on that but um it's purely about like the number of tickets you sell determines the success of the production all right well we're going to talk more about this when we come back out of the break martini you know i feel like i'm like brian and family guy like getting ready here welcome back everybody hey know the scene everybody know the scene here in lake norman and the surrounding communities north carolina justin dion your host thank you so much for listening wsic news uh thank you to our listeners want to make sure to thank our live stream viewers on the book of face if you are on Facebook watching us live, you even and here's a cool thing too, you may not know. If you are watching live during Facebook, you get privy to our off-air like conversations. <laughs> By the way, um, that oh, sometimes our continued yeah. conversation. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> surprise, Steve! Surprise, Steve! Just so you know. Um, okay. So you can catch off-air conversations. So that's why you should watch on Facebook too. Um, WSIC 105.9 FM, 100.9 FM, 1400 AM. Um, if you have any questions, we're gonna open it up today. By the way, first time. Um, on second, we're just going to rip off that Band-Aid on the second show. If anyone has uh, any you know, thoughts or, or something you want to speak to Bill, um, Bill will, will pass you through to us. Uh, 844-STUDIO-4. Use your phone. 844-STUDIO-4. So uh, we're here with Steve Kaliski, the new executive director, newly appointed executive director of Davidson Community Players, 8 Days in on the new job. Over a week. Eight days in on a new job. Yeah. Bill, I don't know if you heard, but this is we're his first. We are we got firsties. We got firsties here at, at WSIC, so we're excited about that. So we're gonna continue the conversation we were having. Uh Steve, if you caught on before the break, Steve has a very um very experienced, uh long experience in 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 theater and in both directing theater, helping to produce theater, performing in theater. From North Carolina, went to Davidson College, went to New York, met his lovely wife, came back here. But we were discussing a little bit um, before the break about like commercial theater, and and you know that 
you know, versus maybe other styles of theater. And then during the break, we were having a great conversation about the subscription model um, in the arts and in theater and kind of what's happening with that and why is it that it feels broken, right? Like you may see the news, everyone you may see here and there in the news recently, especially if you work or, or a patron or anything of the arts about, you know, theater companies, regional theater companies mostly really around the country starting to cancel seasons, potentially shutting down. You know, there was even a company, full disclosure, that we were potentially going to book at Kane Center in the spring for a tour that we got. I got an email last week that said that the company decided to cancel its whole tour and only stay producing in New York City mm. for the time being mm -hmm. um, due to, I guess, to mixture of expenses and things like that. So, um, you know, Steve, as someone who was in New York for a while and who's worked in this for a while, too, um, you know, what are, you, what are your kind of your thoughts on some of this? Yeah, I mean, with thinking about subscriptions in general, you know, it, it, we're we're in like a time now with all of our streaming services, you know, like we subscribe to stuff, but we want it right away. We want access to right. it all the time. Subscribing to a theater season or even getting season tickets to your favorite team requires this kind of advanced scheduling that mm -hmm. is not really part of our... I don't know how our brains work anymore because we're so like, I need to be fed right now. Right. Um, right. Yeah, so like it, it requires advanced planning. Like uh, Davidson Community Players, we're very lucky. We have a very robust uh, patronage who's still with us for that subscriber awesome. model, you know, but you also need to think about that kind of, you know, uh, society that's in this a la carte mindset of that show looks really good and I want to go to that show, but I might not be with you for, you know, five of your shows this season. I just right. want to come see Mary Poppins, which we just did at DCP. And was I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. What? Yeah. <laughs> but that's that kind of, we were talking before break about commercial theater, of like theater that is intended, maybe, you know, think about crowd pleasers. Like it's got to have some sort of big reward for a right. big audience and really reach a broad demographic. You don't right. want it to be super niche. You don't want it to cut off a huge part of your audience. Something like Mary Poppins, you know, we had kids there. We had uh, adults of all ages. I heard uh, it was a fantastic show. It was incredible. It I was unfortunately incredible. did not get to make yeah. it because um, it was sold out. Yeah. Sold and, out. and then, you know, I mean, really set the bar high right as I'm coming into a new job. I know it's a tough act to follow. But <laughs> I'll, I'll do what I can. But yeah, yeah, I think that's that. Uh, you know, we're trying to balance that sensibility of creating a season that um, those real, real devoted theater goers are like, I want to see everything you guys do. And then we got to have each one have its own hook so that people who just want to drift in and out also have that opportunity right. to engage. When I'm sure part of it has to also be a balance for you all. Um, not that you've got to do this yet, because literally, again, you know, eight days on the job. Um, but, uh, you know, you Davidson produces currently in two different spaces. Yeah. Um, during the year, you all perform at Armour Street Theater, Correct. which is 100 seats? Yes, about 100, yeah. It's so like 100 seats, very intimate space. And then during the summer, you are performing at the um, at the Duke. Right, Duke like Family. Duke Family at, on the campus of Davidson College. Right. So, and that's 650? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know the exact number, but yeah. Between so, yeah. that five six hundred range, yeah. So yeah. obviously choices have to be made there for yeah. you're talking about commercialism and the type of show and and right. how many seats you got to fill and all that kind of stuff too. Right, right. You know, you really think about this. The, you know, the Duke family performance hall. Those are the crowd pleasers. You know, Mary Poppins was sure. just in that space. Yeah. 
uh, you want maybe want to save your more challenging or experimental stuff for something like Armor Street, which you know you're only trying to sell 100 seats, and mm-hmm. your your production costs are probably a lot cheaper in there too. Um, so you know you can get away with something that is maybe a little bit more niche. Yeah. Uh, but if we roll out the you know some of the experimental stuff you and I probably saw in New York. <laughs> we right. roll that out to the Duke. It might not sell as well. Right. The little, like the little, or like I lived in Chicago for a short time and there's little storefront theaters that sit all of like 50, 60 people. Yeah. Right. I like, if, tell if, you. if anyone's been down in, um, and, and if anyone is familiar with the evening muse, you know, in Charlotte and Noda there, um, imagine like that size of a place having like a theater performance in it yeah like and that's like there that is a thing in like new york and chicago these little yeah. tiny little places right yeah um, those would not be commercially no and I, I did a couple of fringe festivals uh you know at, during my new york journey uh the biggest fringe festival in the world's in scotland every year right yeah and edinburgh. Like, you go out there it's in edinburgh and you go out there and you can kind of you, you do a show you know every person in the audience how they bought a ticket you're like well i shook that person's hand on high street earlier <laughs> Uh, that guy I bumped into at the at the supermarket and gave him my postcard. It's like total uh, polar opposite of a Broadway show where right. like, you are grassrootsing it up, you know, for every single every single buyer. Yeah. All right. So so tell us um, for maybe let help help tell the audience here about Davidson Community Players. Um, like we said, staple of the community for over fifty years. Um, and Davidson, obviously housed in Davidson, home in Davidson, but really. Um, uh, uh, a regional-based community theater group. Yeah. Right. Um. So tell us a little bit about Davidson Community Players and its yeah. place place in the scene here. Right. And I think you know we really really pull from the entire Lake Norman area, and I hope you know we can extend that as as far into Charlotte as possible. I you know when I went to Davidson as a student, Davidson was a small rural town in North Carolina. And now for me, it's, it's a part of Charlotte. It's a neighborhood I and mean, it's a suburb. Like yeah. this is, this is part of that same, um, you know, uh, if we broaden that marketing demographic, like we can reach all of Charlotte. Uh, so we, yeah, we've been a community theater since 1965. And I think, um, part of the community theater model is especially for our actors, really making sure that residents of Lake Norman have an opportunity to act, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you if you did theater in college or high school, and you're like, I still got the itch a little bit, but I got a day job now, uh, or I'm retired and looking for something to do. Uh, you know, those are the kinds of actors that we have on our stage, and they're awesome. Like they they're really talented, and, and they need that outlet to perform, and it becomes this real celebration where. You know, you'll have all the people in the audience who they're cheering on, you know, yeah, <laughs> their yeah. dentist or their uh, yeah, whatever. Dentist. You know, <laughs> I was like the dentist and the plumber. They all they all have a chance to perform, but you got that. But then you also have this professional caliber of production where you know your designers, your directors, the people creating the shape of the show are all professional theater artists and hired to work with us. So they're surrounding community actors in this like extraordinary. Uh, level of craftsmanship um, yeah so you feel like hey this isn't just in one of our family rooms like we are really really doing it here do you feel um is there any kind of sense of like weight that you feel like you know in the responsibility of stepping into this role as executive director of of davidson community players as we mentioned this company has been such yeah. a piece of the community yeah, I mean it's it's a little intimidating. I, I am grateful to my predecessor Matt Merrill because I'm walking into a, a very healthy organization uh, financially and culturally. Uh, 
it would be very different if this was sort of an austerity thing where it's like Steve, right. Steve you got to come in and save it you know we're we're <laughs> turn around, we're, turn we're about to shut our doors uh, but I feel like I'm coming in with all the advantages and you know really have an opportunity to you know bring some of what I value to the table but you know there's a good formula here that's working our subscribers are very loyal uh, so I'm trying to take it one day at a time. If I think too far in advance, uh, I start to spiral a little bit. But, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I'm, I'm hanging in there so far. I mean, you don't already have it all figured out on your uh, second yeah. week? No, I mean, I, I, I'm just sitting in the office, you know, trying to pull up as many files on old computers as possible, just figure out, <laughs> figure right. out what I'm doing. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, but, but that's a lot of fun, you know. There's something really... Yeah. Um, you know, really fun about that too, right? Yeah. And like, to, and like you said, and 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 folks, you can't you can't see it, but uh, Steve has in in front of him um, an executive director's guide. That's right. That was looks like in a in a white three binder um, notebook that was given to him by I guess let, left to you by Matt um, to help you. So so uh, you at least have something to help guide you along your path to get yeah. you started, right? Uh, which is which is more than even a lot of organizations even yeah. give incoming people. So. <laughs> So, so big ups to, uh, to Matt for leaving you that to help you along. Um, after the break, we're going to jump into what's going on at Davis Community Players opening this weekend. They have a show. Let's talk about it. See you in a bit. Back to welcome back, welcome back to Know the Scene. Justin D on your host here on WSIC. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks to those streaming us and watching us live on social media. Um, by the way, if you missed the beginning of the show, you can always find it on WSICnews.com or uh, any of the social media outlets there. Facebook. Um, you can always stream the show later if you missed it and find us and listen to later and potentially any, I don't know, Bill may tell me I'm new, so I just make things up and Bill's like, yes or no. We might be able to keep archives. We keep archives of past shows or anything. Um, oh, awesome. Okay, great. So we might be able to watch some past shows. Um, so sitting here with uh, Mr. Steve Kaliski, executive director, newly appointed um, executive director of Davidson Community Players in Davidson. July 10th was his first day. He's eight days in and we're grilling him. We're grilling them. Tell you what, you got any questions for Steve? Call that number, 844-STUDIO-4. We'll grill Steve live. Firsties right here, right here on WSIC. This is the time to grill me because I, don't, That's ha he I doesn't. don't I don't have my talking <laughs> points figured out yet. So if you want the truth, they didn't give me my one sheet of, That's right. uh, of historical talking points about DC. This is this yeah. little does Steve know that his board president had reached out to me and said, Justin, please bring him on the show in his second week so we can really test out how he's how he's gonna oh, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Steve, um, talk to me, Davidson Community Players, you guys just closed a very successful production of Mary Poppins. That's right. I heard there were flying over the audience, there yeah. were chimney sweeps, there was dancing, there was singing. It was fantastical. It was the deluxe package. There yeah. you go. Yeah, the the deluxe yeah. package. So, but you have a show already, a new yeah. show yeah. already coming, already opening up this weekend. That's right. That's right. This weekend, June 20th, called The Explorers Club. Can you tell us a little bit 
about this show. Yes, this is the second show of our uh, summer season at the Duke Family Performance Hall, the big venue on Davidson's campus. Uh, so we always do the big musical that was Mary, and then we do the comedy second. So uh-huh. that's the Explorers Club. So you can as expect, is tradition, you can expect just wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as is tradition, as is tradition. We don't do the com- <laughs> we don't do the musical, and then we do the uh, we don't do the musical and the Greek tragedy. I guess. Right. No, no. We could, we could, but I don't think it would sell as well. Uh, so you can expect expect a just totally wild farce with this one. The concept of it is you got a group. You're in the 1800s in England, and you've got your sort of classic group of. You know, this is the era of explorers where everyone's going to parts unknown around the world and bringing back artifacts and relics and trinkets and all of these sort of stuffy old men like to come and sit in a room with their cigar and their cognac and talk about all of their conquests. With like big mustaches. Big mustaches. And and you can imagine, you know, you can kind of see the set in your your mind's eye. Like the jungle hats. Files everywhere, jungle hats. Yeah, all of that stuff. Uh, so, so the playwright Nell Benjamin is really playing into that whole uh, stereotype. Um, but what's the wrinkle in this show? You know, you got the status quo, and then the thing that upsets it—you got your first uh, woman coming into the club, oh. and uh, an explorer, a female Harumph. explorer. Yeah, you know, coming into a man's space and really, really upsetting the apple cart and um, uh, shaking things up as as well she should. So uh, hilarity ensues from there, uh, and. I, I, I'm sure it'll be a, a really wonderful time for everybody. Um, this is directed by our artistic director of Davidson Community Place, Oh, yes, Todd and he's, he's, he's new-ish new as, well. as well, right? He's been there longer than eight days, but longer than eight days. But not but eight but, months. <laughs> I don't think. Might be getting close. Has but he been there eight months yet? Under a year. I don't want to get... Yeah, under a year. Under a year. Eight, okay. Eight-ish is probably about this, right. Is this his first... This isn't his first one directing here, is it? Is this his first show he's directing? Oh, uh, all yeah, right. So all right. A debut. Celebrate the debut of Todd Olson uh, with the Explorers Club. Uh, I got to catch Act One last night. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. I think uh, everyone's going to have a great time. Recommended ages... Recommended ages, uh, you know, I didn't uh, see anything last night that was, uh, uh, you know, uh, PG-13 above that. Uh, okay, so, I think about so keep, PG-13. It, keep it PG-13, PG-13 all right? PG-13 so is about right. Leave, yeah. the, leave the younger kids at home. Yeah. The ones you brought, a, the Mary Poppins, maybe adult, just don't bring them to this if they're that young. Mild adult humor, but, uh, you know. No, is it nothing. two acts? Is it three two acts? acts? But What's our know, runtime? About, about 90 minutes. Perfect. It's about 90 minutes. We've that's got an intermission like. in there. That's so what we like. It's super sweet. Get them in, get them out. That's my, is that's there, my ideal. Are there, is there booze available? There is no booze. Available. Oh, okay. That's sorry. okay. That's okay. That's There's okay. There's booze that's available okay. in the region. Just go before. Go. Yes. Booze before. <laughs> yeah. Booze before. Hold it for 45. That's right. Then hit the bathroom and intermission. That's right. You're good. That's right. All right. It's important. It's important. <laughs> go out to a nice. Hey, speaking of, you know, right there, because Davidson College, right? Location to downtown Davidson is, I mean, kind of. Well, I wouldn't really call this walkable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really necessarily walk. You could. You could walk to the theater from downtown, potentially. Oh, yeah. yeah right? You could. Um, you could. But, uh, but it's close enough to downtown, too, that you could that lots of great dinner options, yeah. might, right? Make, a, make an evening the, of it. And we set the evening show start at 8 o'clock, so you got plenty of time to get a nice meal. Yes. Uh, you all you are know. the reason we do our shows at 8. You can check out uh, Kindred on Main Street. Right, Kindred. Uh, Mestizo. Mestizo. Mandolino's is great pizza. Flatiron is a great bistro. 
and if you want to do that uh, that little pre-show drink, we've got Sidebar right above Mandolino's, a new Ooh, bar in the area. Okay. Uh, if you want to. And uh, there's a Davidson Wine Company too, right? Davidson Wine Company, yeah, yeah. Look, talking about the Davidson scene. All right. It's very different than when I was a student, where there was, uh, you know, like one burger place, and that was about it. So, so Davidson has become, it's become a real foodie destination. I think it kind of has, dude. You know? This whole area, and Davidson definitely too, and the whole area though really has yeah. some really neat. Which is great for you um, guys good too. Places because, to eat. Yeah, I mean, in terms of pre-show dining, going out to the Kane Center, there's like yeah, we're hoping for some more. Um, we've got some great options like yeah. not far from us, right? We've got Cool Fish, right? You've got um for something you know a great lunch spot, and it's it's quick dinner too. But you've got Pita Pit, right? And then um Crafty Burger, yeah, of course too, right? Um for food, um uh also have uh well Mama's, uh Mama's right there as well so we've got some good options i we'd love some more walkable walkable yeah like within like a block True. or two yeah. right from um from the cane center but we're getting there i think there's some potential yeah. things coming out of pipeline but yeah davidson's got a lot of great great downtown food options too for sure for sure so yeah we uh we are looking forward to having everybody out to the explorers club we got two weekends to see it two so weekends two weekends org if you want to pick up some tickets um and and uh get out of the house and laugh it up that's laugh right up july us. uh july 20th through 30th all right uh explorers club davidson community players um right there at the duke family performance hall which is on the campus of davidson college right as steve said you can get tickets davidson community uh leave the little kiddos at home but bring the bring the 13 and up with you for a funny, funny show, a nice 90-minute comedy farce, uh, farce comedy um, uh, for some summer. Get, keep cool. Get out of that heat for a little bit at night. Have a nice get date. Have a, have a date night. Yeah. yeah, get out of the haze. Some nice God, clean Canada. air. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a comedian. Not, a, not a Canadian farce. It's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Bill, and, Bill and Justin this morning went on the whole tirade for yeah. a while. About anyone who listened to this morning, oh, yeah. I feel like that should be the theme today. I had to, I had to bring it back to that bill just for you guys. Um, had to bring it back to Canada and their and their hazy smoke or whatever it is. Who knows what it is in <laughs> Canada? <laughs> um, but yeah, well, awesome, man. We're excited that uh, the DCP's doing well. That you guys had a great Mary Poppins. Hopefully, people will come and make sure to support and see Explorers Club. I think I know. Uh, a couple folks in the cast on that. Some Jim Esposito. We got I think Jim I saw Esposito. him. Kale yeah. Evans. Kale Evans. Uh, Jack Bruce. Dave Gilpin. Eric Dunn. Franny Scott Williams. Joel Teasley. Kale, you mentioned. Steve Schur and Brian Holloway. So uh, a lot of folks making their debuts at DCP. Oh, that's uh, always great. And, uh, so um, you know, excited to to see what they got. So what what else? Now you guys have a whole youth company as well. We do, we do. I mean, we're we're kind of running two two separate theater companies Ooh. out of one, I and mean, we're ambitious. That's one of the things that strikes me walking into this job is we are prolific in our producing, and it's very impressive. A lot of very tireless staff members uh, putting their best into it. But yeah, we've got our whole summer season right now of uh, a lot of summer camps, and some of our uh, teen camps culminate in musicals. Okay, uh, so we've got some public performances coming up in August. Uh, you can check it out on our website of uh, Heather's and. Uh, 
Peter and the Starcatcher. Let's see. I'm gonna do that. Here. I'm gonna do that. Uh, go ahead, keep talking. I'm gonna yeah. do that thing that Joe Rogan does, where he like pulls up stuff on his computer while you're talking about it, so I can tell you <laughs> what it is. You keep <laughs> it talking. Seems like you knew it all along. Right? And I'm gonna yeah. find these. Heather's the musical. Yeah. And Done then, the Connie, uh, Connie Company, right? The That's, Connie uh, Company is the name of our, uh, our of our our entire youth season. Um, it, it, would you know that I participated in a Connie Company show? I think back in 2004 when I was a student, I was oh I was the title character in the uh, the great kids show Rumple Stiltskin. If you've ever heard of that, Rumple Stiltskin, some of the best I have heard of that, acting yes. I've ever done. Yes, uh, well, you have to in, in, in youth theater a lot of times, right, or at least like right. young, young, young youth theater. Yeah. Right? So when I yeah when I applied for this job, I, I mentioned that I had acted in two previous DCP shows, uh, that one, and then I uh, the 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 summer farce of 2007. I was ah uh, oh, the was summer of 2007. Don't we all mm. remember that? It was a what nostalgic a time. Uh, I was in, <laughs> In the show Bo Jest, which was, Jest. Uh, I like to describe it as my big fat Greek wedding uh, for uh, the Jewish community. Ooh, so. speaking of Greek food, all right. Apparently, during one of the first breaks, Justin um, told us that there is a new Greek restaurant showing up in Cornelius, um, but we can't find out what it is because it's not on the Google yet. If you know what it is, give us a call, 844-STUDIO-4. We're going to take a break and bring it right back. Sorry, you said the Greek thing. Twas a time when I was on my own. Was a time. I can recall. Was a time. Know the scene. WSIC's check in with everyone on do you know the scene of Lake Norman and the surrounding communities? What's going on around here? What can you see? What can you do? What can you eat? What can you drink? Who can you have fun with? What do you do for fun? That's what we're talking about on know the scene. Uh, if you have it, hey, by the way, I'll tell you too, if you ever have any ideas of folks we should bring on a show, uh, go on to uh, that WSIC page and shoot an email. Uh, you know, make a recommendation. Love that. Love to bring people on and make sure we're sharing those stories and and what's happening and uh and, and what people need to know, right? If there's something you're like, man, you need to, need to, they need to talk about this this cool thing that's going on over here, uh, and uh, and we'll talk about it. So we want want people to know. So what do we know about the day? We're knowing about Davidson Community Players, and uh, Steve here, Steve Kaliski, the new executive director there. We were just talking about uh, a little bit of his history. We started the show talking about Steve's history and. In theater and and the arts, uh, Charlotte Boy himself from South Charlotte, right? Um, a couple Carolina boys in here, you and I, um, both. Uh, Bill, are you from North Carolina? Have I asked you that? All right, what part? Huh, that's right. You did tell me that last week. Look at that, Huntersville, Salisbury, yeah. and Charlotte, right here, right here in the room. For a city, for a city where no one's actually from Charlotte, this is kind of a a little bit of a miracle that we it is. Well, who those, actually grew up here. Yeah. It, it is. It's cool. It's cool having folks that you know either stayed here or now come back to you know in that way. I always say North Carolina. I've lived in many other places, but I've never lived out of North Carolina for a full twelve months. Oh wow! Like somehow I always ended up yeah. back. Um, so anyways, uh, uh, Steve started, he's on eight, day number eight, day number eight of his new job as executive director of Davidson Community Players. They closed Mary Poppins right before he was hired. Very, very successful show. They've got a, a hilarious comedy coming up, opening this weekend called The Explorers Club. Opens this weekend. You can get tickets to that. Um, 13 and up, recommended uh, audience for that, but go and enjoy that. And then we were just before the break talking about 
Um, Davidson Community Players also has a great youth company. So if you have kiddos um, uh, in the area that, that are theatrically inclined or want to be theatrically inclined, right? Um, you know, you can check out the Connie Company and how to get involved there. Tell us a little bit about about that Connie Company and kind of what 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 parents around here if they if they have kids that get bit, you know, by that acting bug, you know, or even a technical bug, I guess perhaps, right? Maybe they like working backstage. Like, what what is is the Connie Company for them? Absolutely, yeah. It's 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 kind of the way I think about it is, uh, you know, we've got our adults who come to the main stage season. And then we've got to put in the investment in the youth so that they become theater lovers and right. they can be our patrons later on, right? That's right. So, so if you've got uh, you know kids in your house and maybe maybe they're really interested in theater and have the bug already, or maybe you're just looking for something to get them away from their screens, you know, for the summer, we've got a very robust uh, summer camp uh, program, and then programming throughout the year with this Connie Company, we've got you know three uh, dedicated shows that are for youth only, um, and uh, you know this summer uh, we've got if you if you're around in August and you want to see what, you know, some of our teens might be doing at the culmination of their camp experiences. We've got two actual musicals uh, from two these companies. Yeah. Wow. As, as the sort of capstone events of the camps. So we've got Heathers, if you remember that, that great movie, uh, uh, from the from the eighties. Uh, it is a little darker and par- parental discretion is advised. Um, uh, you'll see that on our website um, if you want to take I the uh, take the family to that. But August fourth through sixth for Heather's, and then um, I think one of you, we were talking about this earlier. One of our favorite oh. Broadway shows, Peter and the Starcatcher. Yes, uh, we're going to be doing that August eleventh through thirteenth. Um, and uh, just to look forward, if you know we approach that holiday season and you all are turning on your TV and Elf is just playing on repeat as it does, it's yes. like Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story, and Elf just sort of rotating coming slots. in November. Elf, huh? Yeah, but we got Elf Junior coming Elf in November, uh, November third through. All 12th. the kids are getting all the fun shows, man. I know. What I know. A, like, what a great time to be a kid. I and, know. Uh, Again, all the all the good <laughs> the shows Davidson are going area. to the kids. Yeah, and uh, and we we will have our adult season continuing through the end of the year. We just really never stop doing theater which is great that's for great the community. Man. but um, that's great right yeah as we were talking last week um with a, a, a company out of statesville um that that is doing um oh my gosh uh tom dooley uh production of tom dooley right now presenting at their space up there in statesville um in the downtown and they have this big production and they're they're the same way man they're staying busy um up there producing it's great you know it's interesting so back to our conversation a little bit from earlier it's interesting that right now some of we're gonna totally go back off track now. So I just, welcome to the show. Um, we we're talking a little bit earlier about like, some of what we're hearing in the sector of theater shutting down, right? So like Oregon Shakespeare, yeah, right, was like shutting down, <clears throat> yeah. right? Um, there's a couple in New York I read, like some of these bigger name theaters the that have just been laid known. off nineteen percent of its staff. The other yeah, day, which is one of the most you know. But I don't hear that of community theaters right now. As much, or at least yeah. I haven't like seen any big news about that, you know, as much. We know in Charlotte there's been a challenge yeah. with being able to hold down a professional theater fort That's right. that like produces, right? I mean, Charlotte Rep, years and years and years ago, Charlotte Rep couldn't make it, you know, unfortunately. And then recently, um, Actors Theater in Charlotte, you know, Actors Theater of Charlotte, which is a great company, had challenges and they eventually had to close their doors. Right now, we are without. A well, we just have a brand new one that actually you've had some part with. Yes, but uh, we uh, we were without a professional yeah. 
a professional producing like adult theater company. There is Children's Theater of Charlotte, which is a yeah. professional um, children's theater. It does wonderful, wonderful work there. Um, but tell me a little bit. I'm going to go off just for a second. Tell me a little bit about um, about Charlotte Conservatory Theater, which is you you are involved with as well. Yeah. That is trying to come up and bring some professional theater back to the Charlotte uh, region. Yeah, so I'm one of the co-founders of Charlotte Conservatory Theater. Uh, We're a small organization at the moment. Uh, We've done uh, two shows, uh, one of which uh, had an extension at your wonderful theater at the Kane Center. Uh, So we did a a really cool play called Witch at the um, Booth Playhouse, the Blumenthal's Booth Playhouse uh, last year, and then POTUS. Uh, which is a really hilarious political it farce. It was really funny. Uh, you know, very adult, uh, or I would say almost in Language, really like language. Language, I mean, yeah. just language. I didn't think anything yeah. else was yeah. any worse than Maybe anything not seen, something like an HBO would, show. You right, know? right, right. If you watch Veep or something on HBO, right. it's like that that level of, uh, of humor. But... Um, yeah, you know, we, we it's a group of us who got together with this, uh, you know, frustration that Charlotte doesn't really have a professional theater scene. And I think you've pointed out with all these theaters closing nationally, like COVID had a lot to do with it, but it, it, people's audience bases have sort of been drifting away or finding other entertainment options. Um, so we've got to think really imaginatively about how do we how do we fund theater where we can pay the talent the artists right. who are participating, right. um, which can be a huge, huge cost, but is important. And how can we get the earned income from our ticket sales that's going to keep the company right. afloat and pay staff salaries? It's, it's, I think some of the old models, especially ones with um, theater companies who are running their own brick-and-mortar facilities. That's a tough. I think that's really, really tough. So Charlotte Conservatory Theater, we don't have our own building. We float around. We go to you guys. We go yep. to the booth. We go, we're, And we have a new show, A Doll's House Part 2. Uh, it's going to be playing at the Mint Museum Randolph uh, August 3rd through 13th, which is um, the second show in a row we've done that was a huge hit on Broadway, and uh, we're doing the uh, Charlotte premiere of it. Second uh, time for you guys, Charlotte so, premiere. Or yeah. Was the the first the first show you did was that Charlotte premiere as well? Uh, the the witch, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you guys, that's kind of you guys are bringing Charlotte premieres off, of shows. Yeah, that's we're trying neat. to pick off the plays that you know were a big hit out of town, and Charlotte just hasn't. You know, maybe Actors Theater did it back in the day, but they, we don't really have the place now uh, to produce those shows. Right. So more of that adult oriented stuff. Sure. Um, Adults House Part Two was one of my top shows I saw in New York, and we've got a great company doing that at the Mint. If you want to check us out, CharlotteConservatoryTheater.org, giving you a lot of theater companies to think about. I love today. it. Uh, but I think part of my whole thing is like, I believe in the Charlotte theater scene and the talent pool that we have. So whether I'm, you know, ED at David's community players, executive director or supporting Charlotte conservatory theater, it's all, all part of the same mission working with you. And local, and local, um, listeners, if you are familiar in the late Norman area with, um, what was warehouse, um, performing arts center, um, Marla Brown, who was the founder and operator of that, organization is actually one of your co co-founders right yeah, she is. with uh, the new charlotte conservatory theater yes. so good 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 uh some good local company legend, marla that's Brown. right yeah, yeah locally local legend marla brown who i actually got to perform with at davis and community players See, it's all the same in people. a production all of wit same people and all that yeah we that's just gotta, right yeah you know, when i used to live under different titles that's day. right we yeah. all it's, it's part of that community vibe man you know yeah. which is neat like that's you get that scene right get that scene yeah. of people Get the people that that build relationships based off of these things that we right. enjoy as a community, right? Yeah. And uh, 
and it's it's great, man. It's great. That's that's what it's there for, you know. So I always like to thank uh, the listeners that are out there supporting, you know, local cultural organizations. You know, if you're buying tickets, if you're a donor, if you're you know sponsoring as a business, you know, any of these things, man, you help make it happen. Yeah. These things can't happen. These kids get educated and yeah. and doing shows, right? Kids take classes in these kind of things. They learn how to be better speakers. They learn how to have more confidence. They learn how to communicate with each other better. You know, they learn how to do even things as simple as like memorizing lines and That's stuff right. like that, right? These That's are skills right. that whether they end up being an actor one day or not, whether they end up being a Steve Kaliski and I mean, and, one day they and, could end up on a radio show as a guest. They and, could, and you know, what are they going to do if they haven't you know done some theater classes? That's just, right. Just thinking about that. That's yeah. absolutely right. So, so thank y'all. Support your cultural institutions. Um, <clears throat> know the scene. Before we go for the day, I'm going to thank Steve Kaliski so much for being a guest. Thanks, Justin. Come back next week. Next week, guys, we have local Lake Norman legend Chris Bukitis on the show. You're not going to want to miss it. 4 o'clock, WSIC. Y'all have a great week. She doesn't need-